On Monday, we talked about the first genius of the Democratic Party, Ilhan Omar. And I say genius, I mean she's an idiot. Today, we're going to talk about the thought leader of the far left, far leftists of the Democratic Party, the group known as the Squad. There are four of them. This one, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. She had a rough, rough week last week. First, she unloads on Nancy Pelosi, the Speaker of the House, and it doesn't go well for her. Then, her chief of staff brain farts and spills the beans about what's really going on with the Green New Deal. Finally, she tries to nail a former ICE director, and it goes way bad for her. This broad screws up so much we could ha- almost have a weekly, hour-long podcast with her, and we'd still not be able to cover anything. But this really shows us something about the Democratic Party. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. The long-awaited implosion has commenced. Nancy Pelosi has it tough. Uh, yes, she became the Speaker of the House again, uh, the first female Speaker of the House, but she also picked up four of the toughest new congressmen in the United States history. Uh, she's a progressive politician. After all, you know, she is from San Francisco, so that shouldn't be too much of a shock. But her leadership has been put in jeopardy by four new congresswomen. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, Rashida Tlaib, Ayanna Presley, and Ilhan Omar. The three you'll know, Cortez, Tlaib, and Ilhan Omar. Ilhan Presley is kind of like the drummer for... um, for the Beatles, Ringo Starr, no one really knows about her. She hasn't really done anything, so she's kind of worthless. She's really dumb, though, and she's really mean. So, And she's extremely racist. She is a black gal, but she's extremely racist. So it's going to be interesting. Like I said, we talked about Ilan Omar on, yes, on Monday. Today, let's go over the de facto leader of the Democratic Party, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. We talk about her a lot uh, because she really has stuck her foot in it quite a bit since she started. And last week, uh, she really decided to go out of her way to make a mess. And she did. She was wonderful. And we're not even covering everything. We're covering, she has like five, six stories on her. But let's get on with the the first story. Uh, Speaker Pelosi does have some generational issues. She is older. I think she's been in Congress since something like 1791 or something. I mean, she's ancient and has a hard time relating to this generation or the last generation. Heck, she's having problems relating to generations in the 60s. She's just that old. Uh, She does not understand how to use social media and has a lot of trouble creating excitement for democratic ideas. Uh, So she is having real issues relating to these generations today. Uh, The generations today, they want things done, they want them done now, and they want them done to the extreme. She also is old, uh, has real trouble speaking her points in a coherent fashion, and can't seem to keep her dentures in place. Those things flop around more than a a willow tree in a stiff wind. Uh, But she is very experienced and knows how to get things done. She knows she has to take her time. She knows she has to be patient. She knows how to work with the opposite side of the aisle, which has been severely warped since uh, Trump took office. Though I'm not completely sure she's arguing with Trump because she hates Trump or 
because that's what the base wants and that's what the libs want. Though she looks frail and weak uh, when you see her speak and she looks slight of frame, she's tough as a pit bull. This woman cannot be overlooked. Now, don't get me wrong here. I can't stand her as a politician or a person. I think her ideas suck and I cringe at the thought she is third in line to the presidency. I also think she's amoral. Uh, but these are all ideological issues, so, you know, I will listen to her, and I, I do have a calming feeling when she's speaking and when she's in control, because I know what to expect. Not so much with Ocasio-Cortez. She's completely the opposite. She's young, pretty, and vicious. Uh, she is the queen of social media, with five million followers. She speaks authoritatively, as, a, as to motivate her followers, and she can relate to the younger generation. That's about it. Uh, she has a couple of things that leave her a little off. Uh, she's really stupid and naive. I mean, we're not talking stupid as in she's not intelligent. Uh, she probably is intelligent, but um, she just doesn't know things. So, I mean, I don't know. She went to school, I think it was Boston University, somewhere in Massachusetts. I, I really think maybe it's time for her to, like, get her money back or something. Uh, climate change is not going to end the world in 12 years, nor is the worst. Nor is climate change worse than World War II. This is the kind of stuff she talks about. Detention centers on the borders are not like concentration camps, and women in them are not drinking out of the toilet. Her following loves her rhetoric, though. They absolutely love it, and they'll defend her to death. I know this because I'm constantly criticizing on Twitter. I mean, you'd think I was a, uh, you'd think I was a bot or something, but I'm constantly criticizing on Twitter. And you should see the responses I get from her followers. And by the way, her followers are no better than she is. They are just dumb as bricks. And you can tell, you know, they're pounding away on their keyboards in the basements of mommy's house and trying to defend their favorite, whatever. She does sound uneducated, though she does have a college degree. She constantly uses like and whatever in sentences, and that makes her sound like she's wasted a lot of money and time in college, and it really does. For some reason, this has not made her look made her look dumber with her base. You would think, well, like, you know, if she keeps saying like, you know, whatever, um, like, her base might like, you know, whatever, not want to listen to her anymore because like she doesn't make sense and you like have to write down like what she says, whatever. And that kind of garbage, that's what she does. It really just, for me, it drives me nuts. All she needs to do is end her sentences with a preposition, like whatever at, and, and she would have me going down. Um, I, I do wonder what she was doing in college though. Five years at a four-year university uh, studying political science or international economics or whatever the heck it was, something, some garbage. Uh, and it really helped her a lot uh, getting that job as a bartender, part-time job as a bartender after she got out of school. Um, I don't know what she was doing. She's probably dancing a whole heck of a lot. I don't know. It's not for me to judge. Uh, she has no experience. This is her time in Congress is her first full-time job. No kidding. Worst of all, she thinks she's right about everything. This is what makes her da dangerous. She thinks she's right about everything. She doesn't care what anyone thinks. Uh, 
There is no debate or compromise with her. She will not debate anybody. Whenever she actually has to speak with someone who does not believe in what she believes in, she gets shut down right away. But she will not actually go one-on-one with a debate with anybody. She will only speak in front of friendly crowds, and anyone who does not believe in her ideas is a sexist, racist, homophobe, bigot, white supremacist jerk. That's And that's what it is. The good news is I think that stuff is actually, a lot of that's the racist, sexist, misogynist, all that garbage I think is going out the way because it's being used way too much. And in the last couple of weeks, we're actually seeing people are saying, so what? Um, now, she has been in Congress for seven months now, eight months. No, seven months. She's been in Congress for seven months now, and she has accomplished absolutely beans since she got in. Absolutely nothing. But Ocasio-Cortez also has her flaws. She has a lot of energy, and it's infectious. Her ideas, though insane, have been embraced by the Democratic Party. Other congressmen, senators, and Democratic presidential candidates have embraced her ideas and are running on them. Though most believe in both believe in her general demeanor, uh, both don't believe in her ideas, and most don't. Most presidential candidates, once they're questioned one on one, they back off. The only one, the only exceptions are Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren. Warren. These people know that if they don't get the attention of the leftist base, they are screwed. And the only way to get attention from the leftist based is to embrace this broad's ideas. Okay, so it's not good. This is where Pelosi and Cortez are going to have some problems. Pelosi wants to keep the House and she wants to get the presidency back. But she knows the rash, uh, the rash decisions that Ocasio-Cortez make is like that of a three-year-old trying to get the Oreos from three shelves up. It's just not going to end well. So she needs to rein this gal. She needs to rein this gal in and make sure she follows the pack. And this is where Pelosi has started having problems. Pelosi has lost control of the party. She is the de facto leader but she is definitely not the leader of the party anymore. She understands that Cortez's ideas are a dead end and knows that if the House does not do something outside of investigating Trump, the Democrats will lose the presidency and probably the House while still keeping the Senate. The Senate is strongly Republican. It's probably not going to change in the next election. Pelosi's goal is to wrest the power back to her. Get it away from Cortez's grubby little hands. She did this by first minimizing Cortez's primary win. In this clip, this is clip is from Fox News, and this is the first time she actually kind of made fun of Cortez and her Democratic victory in Brooklyn. Or I'm sorry, not Brooklyn, uh, the Bronx. We won this election. It wasn't in districts like mine or Alexandria's, however, wonder, I'm, and she's a wonderful member of Congress, I think all of our colleagues will attest. But those are districts that are solidly democratic. This glass of water would win with a D next to its name <laughs> in those districts. Now, <laughs> I knew Nancy Pelosi could be kind of a B. 
Uh, I knew she could be very difficult, but I did not think she could be that brutal, especially with someone in her own party. And I think it's funny that she says, you know, anyone with a D could win in her district, you know, this glass of water. Well, here's a newsflash. Uh, Nancy Pelosi's from San Francisco. All you need is a D and a glass of water and you'll win too. It's not that hard to win in San Francisco as a Democrat. But the point being is that uh, Pelosi's absolutely correct here. Um, Cortez primaried a white guy in a Hispanic neighborhood in the Bronx. She, the guy did not even, the guy she primary did not even live in the area. He did absolutely no um, interaction with the community. And the other thing is, she only, uh, Cortez only won by 15,000 votes. We're not talking this gal had, you know, 2.7 million votes. Her win was not a huge avalanche of an upset that she makes it out to be. Pelosi later pointed out that her social media presence is not as relevant as Cortez makes it out to be. None of the 5 million followers actually have anything to do with her getting elected. 15,000 votes. 5 million people versus 5 million in social media. The problem is Cortez makes her Twitter presence far more important than her actual victory, far more important than is going to be necessary for her in 2020. And she thinks that her Twitter following is far more important than actually doing her job in Congress. And I think this is already looking at the latest polls by Axios, where she has only uh, she has a 73% recognition rate, but only a 22% approval rate. That's not a good sign. So um, Ocasio Cortez is going to have some work to do if she decides to to get her head off the out of the computer playing Twitter and decide to enter real life. Pelosi also minimized the policies of the left and the level of support from Congress for those policies. Listen to Pelosi. Listen to Pelosi uh, say the leftist that the leftist congresswoman is not as powerful as everyone thinks she is. You have these wings, AOC and her group on one side. That's like five people. No, it's the progressive group. It's more than five. I'm a progressive, yeah. Now that shot may not seem like much, but it actually is. What she is basically communicating, and she is communicating to AOC right there, is that you do not have the power you think. You do not have the support you think. There are and it's not five people, it's four people. So she's right. There are only four people, including AOC, that have the same belief system that AOC has. And uh, some of the info, I mean, I would even say it's three people because Ayanna Presley is really in the shadows and is really not having much of an effect in this Congress. Yes, she's voting for everything AOC votes for. And by the way, um, the Green New Deal got zero votes, and when they tried to block the border uh, bill, only those four voted against it. So there's not a lot of support for AOC, and maybe her influence in Congress is not so much. And I think uh, that's what Nancy Pelosi is basically saying. Hey, you are not as big as you think you are. Okay? She's not... The part of the reason she's going to have a hard time winning the war with AOC is that Pelosi's going to have a hard time winning the war with AOC is that Pelosi is just not really motivating. 
she's not real convincing. There's not a lot of energy. And we're going to have to see what happens during this week. Uh, because now the war has moved up a notch, and we'll talk about a little bit about it probably at the end of the week. We're not going to talk too much about it tonight. We'll only talk about it last week. Uh, Pelosi doesn't speak from strength, but only from reason. The left is not about reason. Here's the dirty little secret. They're all about emotion. Do it now. Get it done. And if you don't get it done or you don't agree with us, you're a racist, bigot, homophobe, misogynist, sexist, white supremacist, alt-right piece of garbage. That's all they do. That's all they do. But uh, that's my commentary. I'll continue the story. Needless to say, Ocasio-Cortez, she's arrogant enough that she's not actually going to take Pelosi's garbage, and she shot back. Um, in an interview with the Washington Post, she was quoted as saying, quote, when these comments first started... I kind of thought like that she was, <laughs> I'm sorry, I misread that. Quote, when these comments first started, I kind of thought she was keeping the progressive flank at more of an arm's distance in order to protect the more moderate members, which I understood. But the persistent singling out, it got to a point where it was just outright disrespectful. The explicit singling out of newly elected women of color, end quote. Uh-huh. Did she just call Nancy Pelosi one of the most progressive speakers of the House in history a racist? Well, sorta, maybe, not really, but who knows? Listen to this short interview while AOC was walking through the halls of the House. See, Nancy isn't a racist but she's calling her out for singling out the four people who are getting a lot of death threats. This is what she's saying. She's saying, oh, Nancy's not a racist, but, you know, hey, she's really making it tough on us. Let's listen to this garbage. It's singling out four individuals. Um, and knowing the media environment that we're operating in, knowing the amount of death threats that we get, knowing the amount of, of concentration of attention, I think it's just it's it's wor just worth asking why. Do you think she has racial animus? Is she racist? No, no, absolutely not. The balls on this gal are absolutely incredible. This will she will do anything to make her and her minions victims. Uh, death threats? Really? No one shot at her that I've heard of. Uh, as a matter of fact, I seem to remember it's only Republicans that are getting kicked out of. Uh, restaurants getting uh, shot at, like at softball practices and fun stuff like that. I it just, I, I swear, people just aren't buying her crap anymore. Uh, but she is not that bright. I, and I think that's the other thing that is beginning to come up too. She kept on about how Nancy Pelosi was assigning her a bunch to a bunch of committees. In an, in an interview last week, she said, and quote, the last time I kind of spoke to her one-on-one one -on -one was when she asked me to join the Select Committee on Climate Change. I was assigned to some of the busiest committees and four subcommittees, so my hands are full. And sometimes I wonder if they're trying to keep me busy. End quote. Yes, Alex, that's what it must be. You are such a threat to Nancy Pelosi, the two-time Speaker of the House, third in line to the presidency that she needed to give you work. 
or maybe it's just your first full-time job and you are not used to working to earn your $175,000 annual salary. I, I swear to God, the just arrogance on this gal. We're going to need to wait a little bit to see what the fallout is. There has been fallout this week, um, but it's a little muddled. And unfortunately, uh, Donald Trump did not help the issue. But of course, there we go. Donald Trump's got to say something about this, right? He can't keep quiet. He should keep quiet, but he's not going to. But this is one time this guy chimed in and he actually sounded like a quality human being. He's not a quality human being, but he's a smart guy and he's an honest guy. And what President Trump said is truly surprising and shows that this guy has some class. Listen to this. Well, I think Cortez, who kept Amazon out of New York, and they don't like her for that, thousands and thousands of jobs. I think Cortez is being very disrespectful to somebody that's been there a long time. I deal with Nancy Pelosi a lot, and we go back and forth, and it's fine. But I think that a group of people is being very disrespectful for her, to her. And you know what? I don't think that Nancy can let that go on. A group of people that came from, I don't know where they came from. I'm looking at this Omar from Minnesota. And if one half of the things they're saying about her are true, she shouldn't even be in office. But Cortez should treat Nancy Pelosi with respect. She should not be doing what she's doing. And I'll tell you something about Nancy Pelosi that you know better than I do. She is not a racist, okay? She is not a racist. For them to call her a racist is a disgrace. You know, Nancy Pelosi has called Trump a racist, sexist, cruel, a fascist, a dictator. He, she's accused him of stamping on the, um, stamping on the Constitution, destroying the democracy, the future king of the United States. She has called him every word in the book, every word in the book. Of course, she doesn't believe any of that stuff. She just does it for political gain. It's all for the camera and to serve her agenda. For the first time, Trump could have spit on her face and she would have looked far worse for it. What he did was classy. He told the truth. And this is something that a lot of Democrats have problems with, is telling the truth, especially uh, left progressive and progressives and leftists. They just can't tell the truth. Nancy Pelosi knows Donald Trump's not a racist, sex. Well, he's a sexist, a misogynist. Now nah, he's a misogynist too, a bigot, a homophobe. He's none of those things. The misogynist and the sexist party probably is. But outside of that, I mean, this is a guy who tells the truth. He will tell the truth. But this hot mess shows us a few things. First, the Democrats always go to the race card or sexist card or bigot card or Nazi card or homophobe card. Whenever they don't get what they want or someone calls them out, Pelosi is not innocent of this. Pelosi is not a racist, and neither of the other people who are commonly accused of being racist, whether they're on the left or the right. Joe Biden is creepy. He has very little energy. He's got crappy politics. 
He's a lousy debater. He's dumb. He gaffs all the time. But he is not a racist, as Kamala Harris pointed to him. And this is the problem the Democratic Party is going to have, and that's problem number two. First off, before I get crazy, Pelosi deserves the garbage she's getting. She's been calling, she's been names, just using names left and right. I wish Schumer would get involved. He did the same, does the same thing. They're all racist. He's a racist. Any anybody on the right's a racist. Bush was a racist. Romney was a racist. McCain was a racist. Uh, Bush the first was a racist. Reagan was a racist. Anybody who is on the right is a racist, sexist, misogynist, homophobe, bigot, white supremacist, Nazi. That's all fascist. I forgot that one too. That's all they are. It just it's just what they call people. And it's nice to see the Democrats are actually beginning to point at each other and say the same thing. And you knew this was going to happen. You knew this was going to happen when the rubber hit the road with the, with, the, uh, uh, with the election coming up. But that's one. The next thing is the Democratic Party is in shambles. It could not survive. This is going to happen. The Democratic Party is broken up into three subsets. The liberals, which is Biden. These are the moderates of the group. The progressive, this is Pelosi. The progressives want change, but they also want it incrementally. They don't want it all at once. And then you have the leftists, alt-left, far-left, whatever you want to call it. I just call them leftists. This is the, the AOC and her squad. These are the people that want a complete overhaul of the country. They can't live with each other because their ideas are so far apart and they all think they're right. There is no room for debate with the Democrats. I would not be too shocked if in the future we actually look back at this and we see a third party bloom from the Democratic Party. It was always thought it was going to bloom from the Republican Party, that you were going to have the Republicans and there's going to be a, a break off of Republicans to create the Libertarian Party. That never happened. But with the Democratic Party, I don't see how they survive. Uh, we're going to have to stay tuned on this one because I think it's just getting, getting, oh, it's just getting so delicious. I love this stuff. Well, apparently, the next story involving Cortez is the uh, old adage, uh, loose, loose lips sink ships. And apparently, that's what's happened uh, with the Green New Deal. Uh, I, if you've ever read the Green New Deal, and it's not a complicated document, you know there are a lot of single-syllable words because that's basically all AOC can actually write. You know, lots of thes and ats and us and I. Um, you know that it is nothing but socialism disguised as a way to solve uh, the, this supposed climate crisis. Now, let me be clear about the climate crisis there is climate change. There probably is some man-made change. Uh, we are speeding it up. I do believe that. Do I believe we are causing it? Not at all. I, I don't believe in that. I think we did discuss this uh, two podcasts ago when we were talking about the, the issues for um, the Democrats when they actually run. Sorry, there is my phone. Let me turn off the volume. I should have done that a long time ago, but I didn't. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm surprised I didn't get a phone call. Uh, knowing how dumb AOC is, though, I could believe that she believes people will believe her 
that overturning the government and economic systems in the United States is the only way to solve the climate crisis. We don't have to worry about Saudi Arabia or the uh, UAB or China or India or a bunch of other countries that are actually pumping more crap into the air than we are. It's just us. We need to fix it. Well, there was kind of an issue last week. Uh, Cortez's chief of staff and supposedly the brains of AOC's policy, Sikat Chabarti, Shakabarti, excuse me, he's Indian, I hope I pronounced that correctly, made a rather large boo-boo. He admitted to Sam Ricketts, the climate director for Washington State's governor, Jay Isley, Democrat, uh, and a Washington Post reporter, that the Green New Deal really had nothing to do with climate. Uh, the goal of the Green New Deal was to transform the government. According to the Washington Post, which in by no means is a centrist or a right-wing paper, this paper is a left-wing paper. Read a little bit of it. Quote, The interesting thing about the Green New Deal is it wasn't originally a climate thing at all. Do you guys think it is as a it is think of it as a climate thing? Because we really think of it as how to how do you change the entire we see it as a how do you change the entire economy thing. Oh my god. This could not have been done on purpose. Conservatives and most Democrats thought this policy was nothing more than a socialist takeover. Heck, the policy was skunked in the Senate. By skunked, I mean it got zero votes in the Senate. The co-writer of the bill or the uh, co-writer of the plan, the proposition, did not vote for it. He's a senator. He did not vote for it. But the revelation... This revelation is going to have serious consequences on Cortez's credibility. There, <coughs> there are already calls to have Chakabarti's head, and the Democrats are attacking the policy right now. They are actually attacking the Green New Deal. Ocasio-Cortez's staff wants Chabrakat, um, wants her chief of staff gone, and it Ocasio-Cortez's is group is now just falling apart. Um, this is going to grow. This is not going away. Just wait for it. We'll hear about what's going to happen in the coming weeks. Unfortunately, the news cycle is so heavy that this hasn't even taken traction yet. I saved the best story for last. And this is just, this is just fun. I, you're going to love this if you don't like her. And you're going to see just how dumb this gal is. And you're going to see how weak she is when she actually has to debate someone. Well, for some reason last week, Congress decided to have an inquiry into the border crisis again. Last I heard, everyone and their mother's cousin has gone down to the border and saw what is happening at these detention centers. So I'm not exactly sure what this hearing was all about. And I'm pretty sure it's not going to accomplish anything. Well, that's not true. I know exactly what it's about. It's about um, it's about uh, making a grandstanding. It's a lot of a lot of this is just a bunch of congressmen grandstanding. That's what it's about, and that's not true. I am sure that it's going to accomplish nothing. It's going to accomplish absolutely nothing. So 
with that being said, this waste of time, this waste of time turned out to be one of the most awesome uh, pieces of film I've seen in a really long time. I wish it was going, I knew it was going on. I probably would have watched it. And it shows you how AOC, dumb AOC actually is. Uh, and a bunch of the other Democrats, by the way, it's not just AOC. She wasn't the only one that made an ass out of herself. And it also shows you what happens when AOC is challenged with someone who has intelligence and experience in the real world. In this clip, AOC is questioning Thomas Holman. He's the outspoken director of former director of ICE. He is being questioned about a memo he signed enforcing the zero tolerance policy, which uh, Trump implemented in the beginning of his tenure. This is the policy that will detain illegal aliens as if they are, um, well, you know, they're actually criminals of the United States, which they kind of are, which I don't know what the big argument is here. But the only thing AOC can focus on is when the illegal aliens get arrested while with the child, the child is taken away from the criminal. In other words, child separation. This is so awesome. I hope you enjoy this as much as I do. I mean, my lord. It says the official recommendation. There were three different options presented. The third included the option for family separation. This initiative would pursue prosecution of all amenable adults, including those presenting with a family unit. Mr. Homan, your name is on this. Is this correct? Yes, I signed that memo. So you are the author of the family separation policy. I am not the author of this memo. You're not the author, but you signed the memo. Yes, a, so, zero, a zero tolerance memo. So you provided the official recommendation to Secretary Nielsen on family, for the United States to pursue family separation. I gave Secretary Nielsen numerous recommendations on how to secure the border and save lives. But it says here that you, re you gave her numerous options, but the recommendation was option three, family what, separation. What I'm saying, this is not the only paper where we've given the Secretary numerous options to secure the border and save lives. And so the recommendation of the many that you recommended, you recommended family separation. I recommend a zero tolerance. Which includes family separation. The same as is whenever you a citizen parent gets arrested when they're with a child. Zero tolerance was interpreted as the policy that separated children from their If parents. I get arrested for DUI and I have a young child in a car, I'm going to be separated. When I was a police officer in New York and I arrested a father for domestic violence, I separated that Mr. father Mr. Holman, with all due respect, legal asylees are not charged with any crime. When you're in the country illegally, it's violation 8 United States Code 1325. Seeking asylum is legal. If you want to seek asylum, you go through the port of entry, do it the legal way. The Attorney General of the United States has made that clear. Okay. Mr. Chair, the, the, the memo is, um, is submitted to the record for review. Uh, Inspector General Costello, one last thing. This was so awesome because you saw all four stages of dumbass in this whole scene with AOC. The first stage is arrogance. I know what I'm talking about. And you did this and you did this. You did this. The second stage is I can still get out of this okay. Doubling down is the second stage. Well, yeah, it's not zero tolerance. You mean family family separation 
the third stage is the third stage is okay how do i save this uh, uh but they're asylees asylees don't go aren't illegal and the fourth stage is full butt pucker Sir, uh, let me ask this other gentleman a question and submit this paperwork. This was awesome. She was completely, I, this, I have never seen, and you should have seen her face. If you go to my website, Dumbass is Talking Politics, you could actually look at her face. That long pause in the middle, that wasn't me. That wasn't a miscut. That was her. She was completely lost. She did not know what to say. So she basically did the same thing. She asked the same question. Well, they're separated. He told her specifically, if you get arrested with a child, you're separated from the child. We do this in the United States. Then she said, that pause was on purpose. That was her. That was her. Then she said, oh, well, yeah, but you support family separation. If I get arrested for DUI and I've got a kid in the car, I'm going to be separated from my family. If I arrest a guy who's beating his wife or kid, I'm going to separate him from his child. And then it's the last thing. I got to save face. And this, that's the one thing she knows. Okay, she knows when to fold. She folded. She didn't push because she could have tried pushing. But I'm pretty sure she would have absolutely known she looked like more of an ass than she did. It was absolutely priceless. And I got to be honest with you, it just could not have happened to a better person. So, let's go over some things here. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez had a really bad week last week. It just didn't, and I didn't even talk about some of the other things. Remember, we talked about how she's one we're going to have to watch because in the future, because I think she's dangerous. Listen, beauty, stupidity, and viciousness are very dangerous for, for our youth. They're very easy manipulated. Don't forget, the prefrontal cortex isn't developed till about anywhere from 25 to 30. So these people are buying her garbage. Well, this last week she got knocked down a couple of pegs. And so far this week, it looks like she's getting knocked down a couple of pegs. I didn't even t tell you about everything she did last week. I didn't include the latest Axios poll stating that she has 76% of the people recognize her name, but only 22 people percent have a favorable view and i mean the question was not do you have a favorable view do you like her only 22 percent of the respondents actually liked her uh, i didn't bring up that a democrat and a republican are actually suing her because she blocked them on twitter don't forget president trump also got the trump administration also got sued because trump was blocking individuals who were uh, uh trolling him and now she's going to have to face that. I didn't even mention, and this could be huge. I didn't even mention she testified in front of Congress and she demanded that she be put under oath. And then she told Congress under oath what she saw at the detention center. The same detention center that Mike Pence visited on Saturday and Sunday. Why is this a big deal? Because she may have lied about it. And the other kicker, I says they have videotape of it. 
I'm pretty sure perjury in front of Congress is frowned upon, especially by another congresswoman. So that could be very inter interesting. And I want to give a shout out to Dave. He was the one who told me about that. And I had to actually look it up. That's pretty awesome. I, I didn't even know that. The news cycle is going a little bit crazy right now. I can barely keep up. The stupid is seeping into this week. I almost skipped this article because I was of what happened on um, Tuesday involving the self-proclaimed squad. This uh, fantastic four of communists, of the communist faction of the Democratic Party, include Alexandria, Ocasio-Cortez, Rashida Tlaib, uh, Rashida Tlaib uh, Ilan Omar and Ayanna Presley. I wish the people who would be part, be the dumbest in the Democratic Party had a lot of easier names to spell out because I can never read these names and spell them out correctly. Trump made, I uh, made a, this whole thing started because Trump actually tweeted something on Sunday that was rather inadvisable and definitely clumsy. I think it, it it was not necessarily a racist tweet, but in the very least, it was slightly xenophobic. And I say it was clumsy because when he answered questions the next day, his answers made absolute sense. He basically said, and maybe I'll read the tweet tomorrow or some other day. I believe the what he was trying to say is, you know, if these people don't like the country, get out and go to another country, leave. But apparently he didn't quite say it that way. He was basically saying we should throw them out or something. I'll have to read the actual quotes for you. But leave it to these four idiots to hold a press conference after those tweets and actually completely exonerate Trump and make him look really good. I tell you, I, 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 the only person that can make Trump worse is Trump. Any Democrat, no matter how much on how much of the high, uh, high, how much of the high air zone they have on someone, they can't seem to just shoot him down. I mean, it's just he's like bulletproof. This guy. So they had this press conference and they sounded like complete idiots. They lied left and right, and even other news programs are pointing out, no, that's not true. That's not true. So we may have to go through that, or we may just have to skip it and go through real news because there is like real life happening in the world and these guys are just too dumb so i think i am going to actually hold off i have a feeling there's more reaction coming and i got a feeling this is not going to be the last time we actually talk about this so you can follow me on twitter at run and fool that's r-u-n-n-i-n-f-e-w-l you can listen to my podcast on itunes podbean podcast attic and listen to it on youtube and you can visit my website where I actually have full videos of this um, on at www.dumbassestalkingpolitics.com. I actually went in. I redid the site this week. I, actually, this weekend. It looks a lot better if you visited. I don't think a lot of people have visited. But if you visited, it looks a lot better now. I hope you folks enjoyed the podcast tonight. And I'll talk to you on Friday. You've listened to Gene, and this is Dumbass Talk of Politics.